What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Everything Podcast, episode two of this fantastic show. It's taken off a lot faster than I thought it would. Uh, today, we got a fun-filled episode for everybody. I don't see how we couldn't. But I actually want to start off first with um, interesting news here about our buddy Elon Musk. Uh, the headline of our last of last week's show: uh, Elon's had a kid uh, last week. Well, Elon. And his girlfriend, Grimes, uh, had an interesting name for this kid. Uh, somebody asked Elon on Twitter, uh, what's the kid's name going to be? And if it's a boy or a girl, it's a boy. And they said, what's the name going to be? And Elon said, uh, replied, X-Ash-A-12. Uh, Ash. Ash. Uh, Ash as in, not A-S-H. Uh, that A-E thing. I just don't even know what the heck it's called. It's, uh, it's that A-E smushed combination letter that you see in like the stupid it's called the uh, graphemi graph graphahim grafham grafham grafuma no nah, i don't even know how it's called it's promoted to full status letter in the alphabets of some languages including danish norwegian Icelandic, and pharos pharos that's, that's a language okay that's pretty interesting uh but yeah anyway a ash a dash 12 so uh weird name this poor kid one day he'd be in his lunchroom in his school and he'd be like What's your name? He's gonna be like, uh, I'm A Ash A twelve. Nice to meet your acquaintance. Like some kids be a robot, can be a little robot walking around the school. But uh, anyway, Elon's girlfriend Grimes came out uh, in the while on the hospital bed to explain the name <clears throat> on her Twitter, and she said, uh, X stands for the unknown variable. Uh, crossing sword emoji. Ash, my Elven spelling. For those who know Elven's apparently some uh, some language. It's a language, apparently. So, uh, yeah, cool. That, that cool. That's cool. Okay, my elven spelling of AI, love and or artificial intelligence. Okay, so she speaks elf. Uh, look, Elon went from dating a prestigious actor to dating a writer to dating a creepy girl who speaks an elf language. I mean, no offense to her. I mean, speak whatever language you want, but uh, elven. Okay, cool. And then A dash twelve is the precursor to the. SR, and then Elon actually corrected in the comments. She said SR-17, but it's actually SR-71, which happens to be their favorite aircraft. Okay. Because it has no weapons, no defenses, just pure speed. It's great in battle, but non-violent. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, and the A in the A-12 uh, also could stand for Archangel, which is apparently a song that Elon and Grimes love. It's a, it's a metal song, heavy metal. Some of, you, some of you might know what it is. I haven't personally listened to it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, X-Ash-12. I hope they just call him Ash. I, I could have sworn that the government came out. The California government came out and said, Nah, you, you can't name your kid Ash. I'm not Ash. X-Ash-12. Musk. Uh, they stole last name. Uh, and then, um... I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. But it sounds like they're going along with it. Because Elon Musk... With on the prestigious Joe Rogan podcast uh, a day or two ago, and when asked a question by Joe Rogan, the host, he said Joe Rogan asked him, he's like, "Yeah, so how do you pronounce the name?" And Elon looks so ashamed. He's like, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend came up with it." He was he looks, he looks so sad about it. Like, "Oh no, here was this question." Like he like he didn't want to be like like he didn't want the name to be X Ash A Dash Twelve because his other kids are normal. And I don't mean normal by X A Ash A Dash Twelve standards. Normal as in Nevada. Uh, I didn't ask one of the kids' names. I don't know his other kids' names. Nevada. Uh, let's look it up here. 
Nevada, Damien, Griffin, uh, Xavier, Saxon, Kai, and over here in Wikipedia, X-Ash, A-12, Musk. So, hey, I mean, Elon, buddy, you do you, all right? I, I really don't know. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. It's probably going to name your kid X-Ash, A-12, but yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. I know people, I, I, I know it's a thing for people to do these uh, interesting names for their kids. I know a lot of people who like these more unique, unique creative names, like Aurora and all those more unique names. I know there's crazy ones out there. I have some friends who uh, want to name their kids crazy things, but I mean, at least it's tolerable. It's, it's actual words and it actually sounds kind of cool. But name your kid X-Ash A-12. Like what? Can you imagine this kid someday? Poor, poor little guy. I mean, substitute teacher, everybody on names. John, here. Billy, here. Stephanie, here. Uh, and it's been like, oh, I'm sorry if I butcher this. X, Ash, A, Dash, 12. X, A, X, A, X, A. And just here, Elon's kid is just going to be fed up with this one day. Uh, but that's cool. He'll, be, he'll have the most creative name uh, ever given to a celebrity. I mean, you know, there's some pretty creative celebrity names out there. Uh, I heard one woman named her kid like Bird's Nest or whatever, and all celebrities, and I'm making the statement like, "Oh yeah, our kids be named pretty cool things." But not yeah, Elon's kid takes the cake here, people. X Ash A Dash Twelve, X Ash A Dash Twelve. Find him in your local California kindergarten in a few years. Actually, don't do that. That's, that's kind of creepy. Don't find him in a kindergarten. That's kinda, that's that's super weird. But on the topic of weird things, uh, let's actually get into the real show here with UFOs in space. Yes. Uh, the Pentagon came out. So, a little bit of backstory. There's these three videos, of like, really convincing videos uh, of a UFO. For those who do, don't know, I mean, people have always, people have heard what a UFO is, right? And, un, uh, not, 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 well, yeah, we'll get to that later, but people think UFO aliens. UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object, right? So, you, if you have, say you have like a telescope, right, and you're not fully focused, and you see something fly past the lens, that's a UFO. It's unidentified flying object. You can't identify it. But if you're like you know more focused, zoomed in, you'll see that it's uh, a bird, for example. But this, this is some strange video. Uh, if you can look it up, if you want, look up uh, UFO footage, and then ABC News put out a three part, three videos, each with the separate footage. And uh, I'm looking at it here, and Jeez, like, it's, it's, it's convincing footage. That's because, well, I mean, it's real. The Pentagon, you know, U.S. departments, the military came out and said, hey, yeah, look, this, this, these videos that were leaked years ago by a private company, these videos are actually, uh, they're real. These are actually unidentified flying objects. They said UFOs. But, um, it doesn't mean aliens, okay? The aliens aren't here. E.T. is not here. Okay, nobody grab your bikes and, and phones. E.T. is not phoning home this week, people. It's uh, <clears throat> it's just it's just something we don't know. We actually have no clue what it is. Uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. You hear the audio, and they're talking about it. Like, these two pilots in planes trying to lock onto the object. You watch the video. It's super cool, super interesting. You see, like, this thing. It kind of looks like a, a tic-tac. Ah, nah, nah, that's not, that's not a good way. Not a tic-tac. I would say more of a... Like, like, uh, it's, it's, it looks like a little oval, I guess you said. A small little oval flying through space. What? But, you know, whatever. I'm not here to explain 
whether or not UFOs are flying through space. I'm just here to say, look, like, just look, look, look at these videos, right? So I'll actually start playing these videos right here, uh, and we'll check it out here, and I'll just kind of describe it to you guys. Let's we'll add this. Just playing on CNN, uh, Hulu show. That's great. Called Normal People. It's about love and romance. Ooh. Okay. Add on a finish. All right. Cool. Only on Hulu. Sounds great. So the pilot said, "Look at that thing. It's rotating. Now they're looking more of like a disc kind of object." All right. And over here's another video. One's rotating, and then these videos came off 2015, uh, and these, it's, it's like a, it looks like a blacked out beluga whale. Not beluga whale, what's that whale called? Uh, bottle, bottle nose dolphin. It's not a whale, it's a dolphin. Bottle nose dolphin. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Uh, they asked Donald Trump about UFOs, but I don't have, I don't care to listen to him about that right now. Uh, yes, the UFOs, they're uh, very spinny. They like to uh, go in uh, circles. Uh, it's actually my wig. It uh, the wind blew it away. False alarm. Don't worry about it. It's identified now. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's 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 pretty interesting. It's like a flying disc, and it turns into like a pebble thing, and it's going super super fast. Now it's obviously not aliens. I'm here to tell you guys. I'm here to tell you all now. It's not aliens, people. Okay, it's not aliens. I've said it before. All right. Any Spielberg fans out there? This is not. Close encounters with third kind. Alright. This is not any government conspiracy. No alien touching down in Wisconsin. It's just a friendly little unidentified flying object. For all, I mean, for all we know, it could be a government technology, or it could just be a fragment of something. I don't know. There's claims that the water is boiling. It's it's interesting. It's really it's very interesting, this this video. There so apparently this has been a thing going on for a long time. There the Congress has been briefed on this and stuff. It's super super it's super uh it's not, it's not new. This has been something that's been going around since 2015, but it's still pretty interesting, you know? It's an unidentified flying object. I mean, it doesn't get much more interesting than that. But, I mean, if, if, I, if you want theories about what it is, look, as much as I want to say it's an alien, but it's, it's not. It can't be, people. If it's an alien, it, there's so many things you would pick up. It just... It's hard to... It, we, okay. Aliens, right? What's that show? Where the guy's like, <laughs> aliens. Uh... Aliens, they, uh, we don't, we don't know much about them. And when I say aliens, I mean extraterrestrial beings, alright? Extraterrestrial as in somewhere else in the galaxy, universe, world, like, God, place, expanse. That's a show, good show. It, it's somewhere in there, right? I don't know what it is, where they are, what they are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. So, they have something, but we can't even, we don't, they're, they're so unknown. I mean, if, if they exist, that they, they probably haven't made contact with us. Because if you think about it, the universe was kind of created uh, at this... It, I wouldn't say the same time, but the, the, way, the way the universe was created, life would have started on planets around us at fairly similar times. This, this is my theory, at least. Nothing confirmed. Uh, and I, I, I would think that there'd be advanced civilizations that were slightly more advanced. I'm, I'm not talking like... Star Trek. I'm talking like pff, NASA, but with like maybe starships, possibly. I don't know. I kind of went off a little bit of a strange rant there about the extraterrestrial. Bum bum bum. Uh, so what? What it could be? I, I, a government spacecraft? A piece? A piece of debris? Uh, my my guess is a, a government thing or a private company thing or a piece of debris. Or, hell, it could be even be a bird for all we know. 
I mean, there's plenty of species you haven't discovered yet. It could, it could just be a bird. <laughs> it just happens to be very high in the sky. <laughs> it, I, or people are, are saying, it could just be a lens flare. That's a thing. Lens flares are actually a thing on cameras, alright? It could just be a lens flare, for all we know. But it, it's, it's hard to tell you this right now, because if you go look at the, these articles, right, on CNN and, and ABC News and Fox, whoever you want to look at them, if, if you want to look at this, it's... It looks so convincing. Like, one of these videos looks like... It looks like an alien spacecraft, alright? It looks like a disc with a little antenna coming out of the top and a little, like, part coming out of the bottom to abduct all the cows in the Kansas fields. And then there's another video of, that was like a bottlenose dolphin, like I said. It's like very... Uh, it's like an oval shape, almost. And there's another video of one of the pilots locking onto it trying to get a more stable video. And, uh, that's cool. I mean, look... Again, un unidentified flying objects here, right? So, uh, they could be anything. Chances are they're not aliens. Sorry to bust your bubble, people, but they're not aliens. But it's just, they could be so many things. I mean, personally, my guess is it's Donald Trump's wig. Uh, I, I find good evidence for it. It's similar shape. I'm sure it's very light, uh, airy. So, I'm sure if the wind blew it away, it would spin perfectly fine. And, you know, that could be that. All right, next topic here. Uh... I'm going to switch it up a bit here on Everything Inc. Podcast. Uh, sports. So for those who don't know, I'm a big soccer fan, alright? I love soccer, alright? Uh, COVID is kind of devastating my soccer life right now. Soccer's all gone. But uh, there is yet hope in the world of soccer. And in sports in general. Because on May 16th... Uh, let me pull up the ESPN article over here. On May 16th... Uh, the Bundesliga, the German soccer league, the Bundesliga, home to big soccer teams like Bayern Munich, or Borussia Dortmund, or RB Leipzig, or Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's not, that's not that big of a club, but uh, a soccer team, but uh, personally, it's just fun to say. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Plus, it's German, so you can add a bit of like, pronunciation there for no reason at all. But yeah, the Bundesliga is returning. German soccer league... Uh, so for those who aren't big soccer fans, so there's a, uh, a list of top leagues in the world of soccer. Uh, there's no particular order. I mean, there are orders, but they vary and stuff. But the basic big ones, you know, English, the Premier League. In Spain, La Liga. In, in France, Liga. Uh, and then there's Germany, the Bundes, uh, which is the Bundesliga. And then there's, uh, I'm missing one here. Italy, of course. Italia. So these are the big leagues in soccer. Uh, and these big leagues are in big countries, you know. They're not the smaller countries like Belgium or the Netherlands. Uh, they're bigger countries. Like France is huge. Germany is pretty big. England is smaller, but it's very dense in a lot of areas. <clears throat> Italy is smaller, but dense like, like England. Uh, and, these area, and these places are all epicenters for, you know, COVID and stuff, right? So, Italy, I mean, most people probably know this, but Italy had a crazy outbreak of COVID. England is still bad. Spain was actually pretty bad. Surprise! I, I, would, I didn't expect Spain to be very bad, but it was very bad. And then France was... Uh, I, I haven't heard much from France, but uh, I would think it would, it, was, it, was, it would still be pretty bad, you know, Paris. But, but the French government cracked down on it. And so much so that they actually canceled the French Soccer League and they just awarded the people on top of the table champions. A week after that happened, Germany is just like, hey, 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 
hey, that's your fault. All right, we gotta we're, we're gonna start up here because Germany actually handles COVID very well, and they're actually ready to start up here. So Germany on May sixteenth is gonna start off the first. They're gonna kick off the first major soccer league, and I think the first major sport to return. I mean, I know a few days ago Korea actually returned to playing soccer. But, I mean, I don't think many people who aren't Korean would watch Korean soccer. I think I just know, like, one Korean team, which is Seoul FC. And that's, you know, the capital team. Besides that, I'm clueless. But, uh, but there are obviously, obviously going to be precautions taken starting up German soccer, right? So, now, uh, player temperatures will be taken. Uh, games will be played without fans. So, this massive million-dollar stadium is completely empty. Before soccer went into hiding. <laughs> hiding. Uh, not hiding, but... Before shut down, it, they played behind closed doors, which meant which meant empty stadiums, right? And it's just super awkward because you just hear them talk. You hear the players just talking with each other, and you hear the ball just getting hit, and it just sounds so strange, so quiet. And then you hear the commentators like talking over them. It's, it's like an empty waiting room, in like a doctor's office, and like somebody sneezes, and there's like that people just cut that couple in the corner who's talking, and the receptionist on the phone, but everybody else is quiet, and it's just like those three noises, and it's, and they just you know. Stand out. That's what watching soccer was like before COVID shut down everything. Which is, uh, it was, it was an experience. And then again, COVID shut down. And then it's been, oof, since March, beginning in middle of March, that soccer has been shut down. It's been a long, long time. Soccer fans like me have been suffering and resorting to FIFA, which is probably not good for our health because we'll be addicted to it. But it's cool. We everybody's all chill. That word is so strange to use in a sentence. But everybody chill, people. Everybody chill. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, Germany, Germany started soccer game. I'm excited. It's like I've been on a soccer trip, people. Soccer is like a, it's like a drug. All right, you watch a game, the suspense, the the energy. You watch it, and you either love it or hate it, depending on what team you're supporting. And if you're a neutral, it's like whoa, goal, goal, goal. Unless there's no goals, then it's kind of boring. But it's just it soccer is exhilarating, and it's good to be coming back now because it could raise morale. You know, it's been a it's been a pretty dark time. Sports are gone. People are stuck at home, and it's gonna be nice to get a little bit of a getaway. Because soccer, these sports are are gonna start playing more frequently now, more times a week when these soccer leagues return, especially because Germany's ahead of the game. They'll be the games will be less frequent. And leagues like Italy return and Spain, and uh, England, um, Spain and Italy, are, which are prepping to start next. England very behind the ball. But uh, they're working on it because England has been doing stuff, has been okay uh, with Corona, but they've had really bad issues with the outbreak. So they're handling it decently, but they're still just suffering from it miserably. So yeah, uh, they're so, so yeah, German soccer. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's definitely one of the less watched soccer leagues uh, for non German people. But there's some really good teams there, so it'll be pretty interesting to watch that. And while we're on the topic of uh, Germany's playing, starting up soccer, other uh, soccer leagues starting up soon. Like I said, England's a bit behind. They're trying to get a start up for the same reason that I'm saying. It's just morale. Having a soccer game going on, something to look forward to at the end of the week. You know, watching your team play or watching a team play, getting the exhilaration, the joy. It's going boost morale in a lot of countries. And, you know, France kind of just let down the axe. They, they named... Uh, Paris, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, if you want to say it like that, but Paris, the, the, the big Paris soccer team, the big French soccer team, they, they won the, they won the league, they just handed it to them, 
even in the Netherlands, which is a mildly big soccer league. It's, it's probably one of the bigger ones that aren't in the top five. They actually canceled it first. They actually think they're one of the first big leagues to cancel, which kind of scared a lot of leagues because a lot of uh, big title races are going on right now. Or not title races, but historic titles, uh, like in England, Liverpool hasn't really won the league in 30 years, despite having some pretty good teams and chances throughout the years. So it's been 30 years since they won one of those, and they're now like 20 points ahead on the, the league table, which is, you know, where games are placed uh, and where teams are placed, and the whoever's on top at the end of the season uh, wins the title and a spot in like the like a European competition. It's pretty cool. So yeah, because they're on a historic run finally, 30 years later. Uh, in Germany, the race is closed, but they're starting up against nobody really worried. In uh, Italy, the race is extremely close. Uh, you got three teams trying, like, duking it out on top. Uh, Juventus, yeah, yeah, Inter Milan and uh, Lazio, which are battling that out on top of the table in Italy, and they're they're fighting it out up there. So it's uh it's pretty cool. Hopefully, soccer can resume and we can all get our, our weekend dose of football. But besides that, other I mean, other sports are starting up too. I know NFL already has their plan to start up, which is pretty interesting. A lot of other sports are looking into it. Olympics have already been postponed. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting, you know, trying to see how all this stuff comes back because COVID's been very devastating, and a lot of people. I mean, sports are really hard hard without the fans because you know you're trying to root your team on, and now there's sort of an advantage almost, and it kind of. The, the fans want to support the team. The more fans there are, the more, more motivation there is. And the more uh, fans there are to buy tickets, the better the prices are. And the people are, and the, the business side is happy. And the fans are happy. And the players are happy because they're being supported by their teams. And it's, it gets super competitive and energetic. I'm, it should be difficult with the soccer, or not soccer, sports, just sports in general, having no fans. It should be super interesting. And I want to see how that plays out because it's just it, like any, any stadium. For any sport, it's just going to be a neutral ground. This doesn't matter if it's two soccer teams or two football teams or two basketball teams playing off against each other. It's all going to be like a neutral ground because, I mean, sure, you're more familiar with an area, but it's just going to be interesting how that goes. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about soccer and sports in general a bit here because I'm actually kind of, I'm into soccer and I, I'm mildly interested in other sports. So we can discuss that on this show a bit, test that out, see how we like it here. So, off of that topic, I want to get to the headline of the show. The big, the big kahuna, the one that I think is going to be the most interesting of the show. Your buddy, your boy, not me, Tom Cruise, the Scientologist, the renowned Scientologist and actor, Tom Cruise, has um, struck a deal with the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, otherwise known as NASA, and Elon Musk. I feel like we mentioned him like a hundred billion times in an episode, but Elon Musk is SpaceX. They're going to be working together to film the first movie in space. Yeah, I know. That's pretty That's pretty wild. And, and it is time where special effects are so so convincing, right? I mean, me being like a space nerd and a sci-fi fan and stuff, I watch a lot of space things. And you watch space throughout the years, right? So you start off in like the 60s, right? Where it's like, if it, I'm, I'm going to just use Star Trek as an example. Or if you want to use the earlier Lost in Space and that, around that time space was like very fake almost it felt very fake they tried to make it real but it's just you know just some desert out in nevada or los angeles or in california or whatever trying to become a real planet and then it's just black backgrounds and all that stuff 
and that creates, you know, space, right? As time progressed, you know, you move on to movies in, like, the 80s, like, Alien, which portrayed space interest in an interesting way. And actually, moving back to 1969, again, I mention this all the time, but my, my favorite movie, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, represented space in a really cool way, but in a more practical way, practical effects. For those who know what practi- for those who do not know what practical effects are, it's like using like real life things. No, no animation, no computer software. I mean, minimal computer software, maybe for touch ups, but using actual things to create an environment. And then, with the inclusion of uh, actual with CGI, take a look in the nineties movies like Armageddon. Space became animated, and I, I mean, and it didn't look animated. It looks very real, and then stuff kind of starts to look real in space. And keep and then keep moving on. In the movie like the movie Gravity, with uh, I can't remember who the, who the female actor is, but I know it had George Clooney in it. I'll look it up for you guys right now. Gravity that re- no, no the movie Gravity the movie, not Gravity itself. For those who know Gravity is it's a gravitation a natural phenomenon, which all things with math or any ma- math no math. Come on, I'm I'm barely doing schoolwork here, people. Come on, keep keep me going. No, not Gravity definition. Gravity movie people. Gravity movie. Gravity the movie, right here, with Sandra Bullock, that's her name, and George Clooney, right? Uh, they, they played in that movie, Gravity. And actually, if you want to go back again, uh, the movie um, Apollo 13, beloved movie, and you like you watch it, and it's it's pretty crazy, that movie. You know, it's, it, all that looks real, and Gravity, back to Gravity, back to the year 2013, uh, super realistic movie, super cool. How could you not love a movie like that? So, yeah, it, everything just looks super cool. The, the floating effects and everything. Fast forward more recently, and I guess if you want to look at um, the movie like uh, um, The Martian, which was 2015, that didn't have many space... I mean, that had a few space shots, but not too many space shots. But Mars looked really realistic, although it's just a desert and the way they touched it up and everything. And move on to like a, more, a very recent movie, uh, Ad Astra, with... Um, What's that guy's name? Brad Pitt. Another space movie from 2019. Very late 2019. Very realistic looking movie. So, it's 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 pretty interesting how that stuff works out with uh, special effects. And now, we've evolved to the point where special effects make space look so realistic. And now, I find it pretty interesting that Tom Cruise is going to just buy the seat to go to the space station. And uh, film a movie. Now, I'm, I'm, I doubt this will be a full-length movie. Okay, the space station is not a very, I mean, I mean, it's technically super big. It's the size of a football field, but it's not really spacious. With a few modules in there that belong to different countries and stuff, uh, that could be a whole other rant. If you guys want to hear about that, I don't know. Just let me know uh, in the DMs on Instagram right now. Underscore everything ink one word no period after ink. Everything, I-N-C, one word, underscore in front of everything. But, uh, yeah, and so it's it's interesting. I find it super interesting that we've come to the point where space movies are actually taking place in space. And eventually, moon movies are going to take place on the moon. Mars movies will take place on Mars. Uh, Jupiter movies will take place on Jupiter. It's just going to be super, super interesting. I'm really curious how this works out. And in an era where private transportation to space is getting cheaper and cheaper, when I say cheaper, I'm not talking about, like, Twenty-five, one hundred dollars, not even a thousand dollars or ten grand, like a, a, like a few hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, or a few million dollars just to go to space. It's kind of cheap compared to what it used to. <laughs> now with the introduction of um, things like private industries like SpaceX, Blue Origin, Rocket Lab. Uh, I really don't want to send people to space, but Boeing, even Boeing, the plane company, 
build spacecraft. Actually, have have built spacecraft craft for uh forever. But it's interesting. I find that interesting. So, I, there hasn't been much released yet because this movie has been unnamed, no plot, no actors besides Tom Cruise. So what's it gonna be? Well, my theory is it could be a Mission Impossible movie, um, with like one scene on the space station, like Tom Cruise taking off. And Tom Cruise going to the space station. And Tom Cruise doing something on the space station. And Tom Cruise hacking the Russian networks of stuff to black out Vladimir Putin. And uh, steal his bear that he keeps in his basement. I, I don't know. But it'll probably be a few scenes. I doubt they'll be up there for very long. Tom Cruise. You know, this guy's gonna be like, whoa, look at me. I mean, this guy does crazy stunts. He does skydiving constantly. He climbed the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world in Dubai. He actually climbed that for Mission Impossible. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, let's just put him on a glass panel in Hollywood and put a green screen behind him and say, yeah, yeah, this is the Burj Khalifa. No, the guy went through a window on the tallest building in the world and started climbing and jumping and crap. And this guy's wild. He does crazy things already. Uh, Top Gun, I mean, he flies his own planes in Top Gun. Like, this guy is wild. So now he's going to go to space. I think, I mean, no offense to Jackie Chan, but... This guy's gonna be the greatest stunt actor ever in the history of ever so so far. Flying his own planes, scaling the tallest building in the world, going to the freaking international space station. It's like what's next? This guy's gonna be like the first dude to like like film an entire feature length film underwater without going up for air without going up for air. I mean that's next. I'm telling you, just give him some time. This guy will do anything. But yeah, anyway, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine. I swear, I can't pronounce this guy's name. I have trouble every single time. It's Jim Bridenstine. I, I, I say Bridenstine, but there's a D, there's a D in there. Bridenstine. Bridenstine? Jim Bridenstine? Anyway, he's a NASA director. Um, really cool guy, actually. You know, he leaves politics out of it and stuff. And he's just super good. He's just super focused on space exploration. And he's actually given NASA a plan to go back to the moon and go to Mars eventually. Something which past NASA administrators have failed to do constantly. And we've been stuck building the same rocket for the past 20 years. So now we can watch Jim Bridenstine become the first NASA director to work with Tom Cruise go to the space station. So, you know, Tom Cruise, buddy, I mean, that's fun. And Elon Musk is in on, in on it, commented, uh, should be a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's wild. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because I think... It'll be a turning point for the movie for the movie industry. It'll definitely, definitely be a turning point. I just find it super cool. I can't really say much more. It's super interesting what NASA is doing with Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise's idea. Tom Cruise knocked on NASA's door and said, Hey, it's me, Tom Cruise, head of the Scientology Department. I'm here to go to your space station and uh, live in it. And don't mind me. I don't need a rocket. I don't need a helmet. I'm fine. I'm Tom Cruise. Don't worry about me. I Oxygen? I don't need it. Take it out of the space station. I can do the movie without oxygen. <laughs> this guy's wild. This guy's crazy. But it's cool. I mean, I've heard... I think I heard that it's probably not going to be a Mission Impossible movie. But then again, I kind of want it to be because that'd be pretty cool. Can you imagine, like, Tom Cruise getting out of the SpaceX Dragon capsule on the International Space Station that's done, 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 done. Dun 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 This guy's gonna pop out like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise. I'm here to claim your space station. So I mean, hey, look, you do you, people. You do you. 
I just want this to happen. It's going to be super epic. Super spicy. So, yeah. I mean, that's cool. But, uh, got other stuff to talk about today, people. And one of those things is, uh, something a bit more controversial, I guess you could say. That's, uh, it's getting people raveled up a bit. It's interesting. So, uh, famous singer Adele, known for many songs, such as Hello. Is this song actually called Skyfall? The James Bond theme. Skyfall? I think it is. Other songs, uh, Someone Like You. Um, that's it. I, I'm not gonna, I don't know anymore. I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't listen to Adele. But, I do know that there's been a big issue going on in the world right now, for some reason. Because people are getting upset that she lost weight, and people are actually happy for her. So, I, I guess you could say it's a basic courtesy, that when somebody loses weight, you, you know, you feel good for them. It's like, congratulations, you know, it's not an easy thing to lose weight for some people. Food is an addiction, you know. You eat a lot of food, and you get chubbed up. And then it gets hard to kind of, like, tone it down, chill. And here's Adele, famous singer and everything. She goes into quarantine, and she just posts a picture of herself on her birthday, saying thanks for the birthday wishes and all. And she's, like, super thinned out. Like, super thinned out. So, and she's like, so if you look at her last post, on, this is on Instagram. If you, look, if you look at her last post on Instagram from December 23rd, 2019, I mean, she looks good, but... She she's not she didn't look like she does now, and just a, and so this year she thinned out big time, and she I don't know it's uh it's impressive when somebody loses weight like that it's a you commemorate them it's good good for them they they feel better about themselves they feel happier they feel healthier, right? So people so here are people bunch of celebrity people like oh my god wow good for you congratulations I'm so proud of you I'm so happy for you that you're happy and healthy. And everything. So people are like, congratulations, it's a big deal. And then there's these people, which are just shaming her for some reason. Like this one comment here on Instagram. Some people are not meant to be skinny. Uh, 20 likes, which I guess that's not a lot for this post. But 20 people agreed with them. That some people are not meant to be skinny. Okay, fine. I, I guess compared to a lot of other things that people are saying, which we'll read out soon. That's not too bad. Uh, somebody here... Saying the congratulations, but I'm so sorry. I like you better before. Okay, okay, again, it's it's not an offense. It's kind of disrespectful. All right, this one woman right here, she looked beautiful the way she was. Society is effed up. She was perfect, but society felt that she needed to lose weight to be perfect. All right, let's just look at this comment right here. Right, she looked beautiful the way she was. Nobody was saying she wasn't looking good. Nobody said she wasn't beautiful before. People are just proud of her now that she lost weight. Like, good for her. It's not an easy thing. And she wants to be happier and healthier. It's her commitment. It's not like anybody's shoving it down her throat like, lose weight. Lose weight or you will never be successful again. It's like, no. It's just she wanted to do it for herself. That's fair. Okay, she was perfect, but society felt she needed to lose weight to be perfect. I don't... I personally have never heard anybody say Adele needs to lose weight. You know, this isn't like the 50s and 60s and 40s and 30s or whatever, where it's like, if you're not a skinny hot girl, then you can't sing a song. It's like, no. It's like, nowadays, if you have a good voice, it doesn't matter who the person is, you're accepted and you'll be liked by fan bases and people and everybody who, you know, actually has a brain like this person over here. So, okay, 12 people like that one, I guess it's fine. Some person here is saying, Adele, you are beautiful in every form, size, shape, or, or, or of weight. 
Super weight. Wow, go back to school, buddy. Uh, you're beautiful, and your weight never defined you. Okay, I guess it's not bad. Uh, okay. Somebody says here, the happiness shows. It's sad. Sorry. I hope you find your true and real happiness one day. Uh, okay. So, people are criticizing her for losing weight because they believe that society pushed her to lose weight. Now, it's not like she had issues before, right? I mean, people still liked her. There wasn't anything wrong with her before. I mean, she wanted to do this for herself, right? If she took she took this commitment by herself. She's a personal trainer. She looks happy. She looks healthy. Good for her. I don't know why people are complaining. People are trying to create her own plot and backstory. Now, I don't understand why they, 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 would, they would be doing that. That's kind of stupid. It's just like they're trying to read her feelings and emotions. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that the society said you were fat. It's like, no. I actually don't even think ever once in my life I thought that was fat. I, I, I never actually like thought about that. I just listened to her music. And she was a talented person. I was fantastic. Good for her. I don't think anybody was complaining that she was fat. And if she was, I mean, the hell was those people? That's idiotic. Why can you complain about somebody who has talent because they're overweight? She was, she was barely even overweight. Like, she looked, she looked fine before, too. It's hard to talk about this topic without really offending anybody. It's really controversial because people either will say, like, People are calling her too skinny. People are calling her fit. People are saying, oh my gosh, society forced you to be this way. I'm so sorry and I apologize for society doing this to you. It's like, I don't think society did this to her. To be completely honest with you, I don't think, I don't think they did. I think this was her idea. She wanted to do it, to be fit and healthy. Good for her. I see nothing wrong with that prospect of wanting to be a healthier more f uh, fit, active person. I mean, she has kids. She just has some. Uh, uh, she has a few kids now. She's a mom, and you know she wants to be good for her kids, right? I heard somebody talk talking about this on another podcast, and I, I agree with them completely. She's she has kids now, right? She wants to be healthy for them in their future, right? She doesn't want to, you know, have issues with blood pressure and weight and heart issues one day. No, she wants to start while she's young, and she can, you know. Become a healthier person for her kids in her future, and whatever happens to her now until later. So good for her. I mean, people should be proud and happy. People should be complimenting her, saying, "Wow, good for you! Congratulations! You look really good now." Nobody's saying she didn't look bad before, but people are saying she looks really good now. And yes, sure, society creates an idea of what looks good, but still, she she looks good, which means she's healthier, right? I guess that's all that matters here. As long as she's healthier than she was before, it's good. It's better, longer life, happier life. You know, she's a mom. She has priorities now. Good for her. I mean, I don't know why people are freaking out about this. It's kind of idiotic and stupid. Look, she's fine. I, nobody should be freaking out. Nobody should be upset. Nobody should be saying that, oh, I'm sorry. Nobody should be apologizing for her own decisions. She made, the, she made these decisions by herself. She hired a personal trainer. She got on diets if she did. I don't know exactly what regimen she went through to, to complete this transformation, but uh, whatever she did, it was her decision. Her, her money well spent. She wasn't, you know, she, it's not like her manager was like, hey, hey, Adele, hey, buddy, uh, hi, uh, you're fat, and uh, your numbers are down. No, I, I, I don't think people liked her any more or less. I don't think her being a skinnier or, or and more fit person now is going to affect how her music does. I know, personally, I don't listen to Adele. I've heard of her, I've heard her music, but I don't personally listen to her. But, I mean, now that she's skinny and fit, I'm, I'm supposed to go 
add all her latest songs to my playlist, of course. That's exactly what I'm going to do, of course. Look at her now. This is what an artist should look like. No, no, of course not. That's not how that works. So if she's happy and healthy for herself, for personal reasons, good for her. People shouldn't be getting mad at her or upset about her for this at all. I don't think that's the main point here. And people are overreacting. Uh, per usual. Per usual. You want, you want to talk about society messing things up. That's society. Overreacting with the littlest things. I know we're all in quarantine. We have better things to worry about right now. But, I mean, Adele, I guess it's, it's, it's a look away from the world of COVID. And people are raging about it for some apparent reason. Uh, good for her. Although, I mean, I don't think she wants to be people be sorry for her for being skinny. I, I, that's that's kind of stupid. Idiotic and stupid, but good for her. Good for her. Enough about Adele's weight. I mean, that's the topic for people. I'm just, I just want to express the opinion that people are idiotic for uh, being mad at her for having lost weight. That is a stupid, idiotic thing to be mad about. There are so many more important things that we should be worrying about in the world right now. The last thing I'm worrying about is Adele and how she looks. Good for her. She's healthier. Everybody should be proud of that. Anybody who becomes a healthier person. Anybody should be proud of that. No excuse. Uh, it takes commitment and a lot of hard work. So good for him. Now, off the, sto- off the story, uh, a, a gloomier story, I guess. With it. Like, could, you, could you call the Adele story a gloomy story? I don't know, a bit of, a, a bit of shenanigans, a bit of nonsense, uh, I would say. Here's a little interesting corona story. Uh, and I'm, it's nothing crazy. A little fact. There's only one place in the world... Not one place in the world, but there's like only one place with no COVID cases, and that's uh, Antarctica. So, there's a big research project that studies in Antarctica, and for a year, scientists go live in Antarctica, and that'll be the only time that the uh, only country, uh, continent with no cases of corona. So, uh, if you have a few thousand dollars and uh, a few degrees and master's degrees in science or uh, something along those lines, Mosaic, which is the uh, expedition name. I'm sure they would love to take you down to Antarctica to freeze your ass off. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Fun fact of the day. Although not really fun. So I kind of wanted to end this show with a, a bit of good news. Uh, happy news because um, the world kind of crumbling around us, everybody. And uh, we want to be happy in these horrible, desperate, dire times. So uh, here's one cool story I found that made me smile a bit of how uh, in Holiday, Florida, a nursing home with elders in it, obviously. It felt bad for all these people who didn't see their families for Mother's Day. I mean, these are old people, you know, they're close to the end of their lives, and they're missing a year seeing their family. You know, they haven't seen their family for two or three months. So this um, elderly facility, uh, this is called Sunshine Christian Homes in Holiday, Florida. They hosted a Mother's Day for their um, elderly in the home. And 80 families, you know, decorated their cars and put on signs and got dressed up, and they drove past this uh, elderly home. I mean, teachers also social distancing and everything, but made these elderly, elderly people feel loved and show, show them their family once, which, you know, with little time left in their lives, sadly, it's kind of depressing that they don't get to see their family. But it, they, were, they were super happy in Holiday, Florida. Um, they had a Mother's Day parade, makeshift Mother's Day parade. It was very sweet, very nice. No hugs, no cars stopped and anything, but they drove by and said hi to family. And the elderly got to see their family for the first time in months, some of them. And it's kind of sweet, you know. Even in these times of pandemics and stuff, you know, we all find a way to make the people we know feel cared for. And I'm recording some Mother's Day, so there's plenty of stories. I'm sure there'll be more tomorrow because, you know, they have the Mother's Day people release stuff and everything. It's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think that might be the end of the show today.
So uh, on that happy, happy note, thank you all for watching episode two of the Everything Podcast. Uh, today was a good episode, not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Super nice. I love doing these shows. I'm going to keep doing them. I'm going to try to release them every Sunday or Saturday, depending on the schedule. Worst comes to worst, it comes out Monday. Best worst comes to worst, which shouldn't be coming to worst because I think I should. I should have this down packed. I don't. Have, I see no reason why I shouldn't have this down packed. But we're working on it, right? I have all the time in the world, thanks to Corona. Besides that, uh, thank you everybody for watching. Please follow us on Instagram at underscore everything ink one word no period after ink underscore everything inc on Instagram only for right now. Again, like I said in the last episode, we're still working other things out. Uh, and we're now available everywhere. So Apple Podcasts, Breaker, whatever Breaker is. But if you listen, if you listen to podcasts on Breaker, there you go. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and of course on Anchor, the hosting service I use. But uh, it's kind of cool. Uh look, thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And uh, that was your weekend gateway to the world of everything. You know, uneventful because Corona. A lot of a lot of. Uh, political stories and stuff, and I try to steer away from the politics. I'm trying to find, I'm digging, I'm digging for stories, people. I'm digging. I want good stories for y'all. I want stories. So I'm working on it. I'm working on getting those stories out and trying to find feel-good news. I think we'll try to end the episodes with feel-good news from now on. And also, uh, next week, we should be having uh, my cousin Noah on the show to be doing a special surprise segment called uh, the weekly surprise topic that's the basic name we got going right now but uh hopefully that'll come to fruition next weekend and he'll just pop on the show at the end right around here and he'll uh bring up a topic that i don't know about he has a topic in mind that he researched and did uh, i know nothing about it or what it is i have no clue actually he says he's very excited about it but i don't know so next week we'll have that so, uh, if you want to hear that, tune in next week for episode three of the Everything Inc. podcast. I'm Andrew. It's been great, people. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Give me 10 seconds here because we're about to hit the hour mark. And I really want to hit the hour mark. We're at 59. I mean, obviously, this is cut down, so this might, might be an hour for you. This probably be maybe 45, 50 minutes. Actually, probably no, maybe more like 50, 55 minutes for you. Hey, I hit, I hit an hour on my clock. That's great. Cool. Our podcast is now an hour long for me, at least recording. That's pretty cool, but I still gotta end it. But uh, yeah, on that note, uh, if you're still sticking around after me rambling after all this time, uh, <laughs> again, I know, I keep saying it. Thank you very much. All right, I'm gonna end it here now, I promise. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is your weekend gateway to the world of everything. I'm Andrew. It's been great. I'll see you next week. <laughs>